and this is Don't Get Me Started. I'm Greta Martin, the Litigation Director at Disability Rights Mississippi, and we're here for another episode. And today's guest is Katherine Katie Henderson. I'm going to have her introduce herself, tell us our, her position here at DRMS, and just tell us a little bit about yourself, Katie. Hi, so I'm Katherine Henderson, um, also known as Katie. Um, I recently started working here at DRMS in September, but I've been doing administrative law for about eight years. Um, I oversee uh, three major teams um, or areas of law here in DRMS. One of them is the Children's Rights Team, which you will hear more about later in a podcast with our Children's Rights Attorney, Victoria Anderson. But the other two teams I look after are the Rep Payee Team and a Medicaid Team that we are in the midst of creating. That's awesome. All right. Well, so you are a native Mississippian. I am. All born right. and raised in Forest, Mississippi. Okay. Awesome. And you recently relocated from Kentucky, correct? I did. I just moved from Louisville, Kentucky last September. That's awesome. And married? Yes, married to Eric Henderson for going to be eight years now. Awesome. And got a couple of cute little girls do I have a three and a one-year-old awesome awesome well I just want to go back let's so let's talk about your teams you mentioned and what kind of work you oversee so you supervise what's called the representative payee team so you can, can you tell us a little bit more about this and what that team does yes so basically what happened is um, Social Security didn't have enough manpower to oversee all of the representative payees and how they were managing their beneficiaries' money. So legislation was passed um, to allow Social Security to contract with other outside entities to help monitor these representative payees and how they're spending the beneficiaries' money. Okay, so explain, because you know I'm all about Social Security and Medicaid. I just, it's like a blank wall. Just, it's, it's a very complex area of the law. So tell us first what a representative payee is. Okay, so a representative payee is a person or it can be an institution that Social Security uh, designates for a beneficiary who receives either supplemental security income or Social Security disability um, to help manage their funds because they've somehow deemed them um, not incapable of being able to manage the funds on their own. Okay, so when they're not, when you say they're not capable of managing funds around them, can you give me some examples of situations that, that you see the representative payee relationship kind of play out? Yes, so um, we have to designate representative payees in a lot of instances where children are under the age of 18 and they can't handle their own money, or when Social Security finds that an adult has been deemed legally incompetent to handle their own money, so they need a representative payee to kind of handle uh, all their finances for them. Okay, so how did DRMS get involved? And this is actually really interesting for me as well because the representative, for our listeners, representative payee team, um, while is a team with Disability Rights Mississippi, it is supervised by our legal director, Katie Henderson, we do uh, keep that quite separate from the other work we do, and there's a method to that madness. So tell us a little bit of how about how DRMS gets involved in a representative pay situation, like how they get involved in that, the, the implementing the legislation. Yes. 
So the legislation I referred to earlier, um, it's actually called the HR 4547, um, allows Social Security to contract with us. And we have a contract with Social Security and it allows us to actually audit these representative payees. We look for potential stolen or misused funds. Uh, we look for any indicators of any exploitation or neglect. Um, specifically, we're authorized to monitor and investigate how these representative payees are administering these Social Security funds. Um, we often have to go into medical facilities and collect information and interview patients and staff. Uh, we currently have four rep payee reviewers that go out and audit these facilities and individuals just to make sure that these funds are being handled properly. Okay, and so if someone has a suspicion that their representative payee is uh, mishandling their funds, how do they get in touch with us? Okay, so they can call DRMS and as soon as they contact us, uh, they'll be sent over to my team and we will definitely look into their situation um, and see if there's any way we can help them. Cool, cool. Well, that, um, again, you know, you and I talk about this often about how um, Social Security is a very, very complex um, agencies. They have complex processes and it's sometimes it feels like it's meant to be that way to throw people off and not people are not really sure what they're entitled to and what they can do. So it's really great that uh, you and your team are kind of clearing the path to a little bit of clarity for, for individuals that need that kind of service. Um, you also mentioned that you're in the process of creating a team to assist Mississippians with Medicaid issues. Yes. So tell me more about the type of cases that we will, or we're hoping that we can help with. Okay, so we're in the process of creating this team, um, but we've already started um, having some cases come in. And generally these cases are dealing with people who have had a denial of services or even a denial of their equipment. Um, or we hear from people who are wondering how to get on the Medicaid waiver waiting list or are curious about where their placement is on that waiting list. Okay. And then, again, this is where my eyes gloss over here. Um, so tell me a little bit about the Medicaid waiver programs. Okay. I'll try not to get too boring with this, but <laughs> the Medicaid waivers are basically set in place by the federal government to allow people who wouldn't normally qualify for Medicaid get Medicaid. Mm -hmm. um, generally, what, people, what keeps people from getting Medicaid is they make too much money. So this will allow you to make 300% of the um, SSI and still be able to qualify to get um, Medicaid. Awesome. And there's several types of waivers. Yes. And, and we promise we're going to bring Katie back in the future for a more uh, Medicaid-intensive podcast, um, going over some of these specific waivers, because there are many, and there's many that uh, individuals with disabilities don't necessarily know that they qualify for. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, and just um, I want to talk a little bit about what Medicaid-related advice you would give to someone. Okay, so... Basically, if you were denied any kind of service, um, it is the utmost importance to get this service in writing. Even if you're on the phone with them and they deny you over the phone, um, tell them to send it to you in writing because what it's going to do um, is this letter is going to give you the reason why they denied you and you're going to have a basis to appeal that decision. Um, and if you are receiving services right now and you want to be able to maintain your services while your appeal is pending, you have to appeal within 10 days or you lose those services. 
Um, generally, you have 60 days to appeal, but if you want to keep those services, it has to be within those 10 days. Um, additionally, um, if you think you're going to qualify for one of these waivers, it's uh, very important for you to get in contact with us to get some more information on it. Um, some of these waivers have very extensive waiting lists. Um, the Intellectual Disabilities or Developmental Disabilities Waiver has a 10-year waiting list. So the sooner you can get on that waiting list, the better. Um, and also, a lot of Medicaid recipients are going to be getting a letter in October. This letter is very convoluted and confusing. Um, it's going to give you options of opting out or choosing other um, types of insurance coverage such as Molina, Magnolia, or United Healthcare. When you press the opt out check mark, uh, it does not mean you're opting out of coverage, but the way they word it is confusing. Mm -hmm. And so when you check opt out, you're not opting out of coverage, you're actually opting to stay with just general Medicaid. Mm -hmm. So if you have any questions about that, please call us and we can go over it. Yeah, just helping clear that path because, you know, not only is it very complex, I, I truly believe, like we've said before in other podcasts, that the state intends for it to be convoluted. Yes. Um, they 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 want to confuse people, but but you and your team do a wonderful job of you know providing clarification and assistance to people who need these services, and that's awesome. Yeah. So I know you also mentioned that you also oversee the children's rights team. So that's coming up on our next episode. Yes. We're going to be sitting down with your children's rights attorney Victoria Anderson, um, and learn all about what that team does. Um, so thank you for coming and telling us a little bit about your teams. We really, really appreciate it. We're going to be bringing you back to jump into some of this in more detail. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully if we get some questions from listeners or clients that you can answer on that podcast, we'll be happy to do that. But I have a new thing and it's going to be tested out on you today. And I have decided that we are ending these podcasts on negative Nelly notes. And so we're going to start ending the podcast on something positive. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So I would love to hear the top three things that you love about Mississippi and what makes it such a special place to you. I know. I, I'm kind of putting her on the spot here. This is new. I've never done this to any guests, but I swear I'm just tired of, of ending on such a negative note. And Mississippi is such a wonderful place, and I, I do want to highlight the good along with helping correct the not-so-good stuff. So, tell me. Uh, well, I was born and raised here, so I love um, the fact that all of my family is from here. And um, I love the hospitality of the state. We are very nice people, and we will give you the shirt off your back if you need it. And lastly, um, we make some pretty dang good food here in Mississippi, and I'm a big foodie, so I love the food here. That is so true, so true. Well, I love all three of those things, being a native Mississippian myself. Um, so thank you for sharing that. I, I just think it's really important that people understand that despite all the not so great things we see here at DRMS about our state, that we, we do try to keep the positives in, the, you know, in sight. And I wanted to share that with my guests. So if you live in Mississippi and you're an individual with a disability who has any questions or concerns about anything we've discussed with our legal director, Katie Henderson, definitely contact Disability Rights Mississippi. We will be sure to put our contact information in show notes. As always, you can find us on our website, which is www.drms.ms. 
Um, you can catch us on Twitter, Facebook. We are completely social these days to keep up with the latest from our agency. And until next time, this is Greta Martin with Disability Rights Mississippi, and we are just getting started. The information provided during this episode does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. All content provided by Disability Rights Mississippi on this podcast is for informational purposes only.